0: Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Hallelujah. Family, it's so good to be with you today. What an honor, what a privilege. I want to honor Pastor Simon, Pastor Lindy and the leadership here, Pastor Roger. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> every one of you want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. It's so great to see you. And um, yeah, we're just trusting God. I don't know how many people are trusting God to move in this nation. We need God. Yeah. Right. We need God. Do you understand? Yeah, our, our experts... Have tried their best. But now we want God. Yes, that's right. that's <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, so we, we are seeing the limitations of our humanity. And so now we need divinity to, to collide with our humanity yes. and to cause a supernatural transformation. So we're trusting God. We're praying. That's why we're praying every morning. It's not convenient, honestly. You know, especially winter mornings. The blanket is the sweetest. I mean, it's the sweetest at 6 a.m. But that's the time of waking up to pray. Why? We want to sow into the spirit. I want to see God transform this land. And we're not negotiating about it. We insist that this nation must change. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's an honor and a privilege for me to stand before you to bring the word and uh, let's just have a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you. Glorify you. You are the vine, I'm the branch. Lord, I just ask that you will speak to your people this morning. anoint this lips of clay. And Lord God, let there be transformation, let there be impartation, let there be revelation, even through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, so prayer is an exciting topic, I love it so much, I can talk on prayer every day till Jesus comes, why, because it is a lifestyle, it's something that I love. Not only because of seeing lives change through the power of prayer, but prayer, first of all, changes me. So the more I pray, the more I find out that I am being changed. So I love to go back there to that place so that I can be changed. I, I, I have a goal, and I know you have a goal as well, to be like Christ. And I cannot do it by my strength. And so because of that, we have to keep going to God in prayer. We have to keep going back to God to say, Lord, I need your help. I've tried my best, but my best is not good enough. So I need you now. So um, um, Pastor Kofi, I just want to thank you so much for that word in the first service. It was incredible. You need to go listen to that message. You know? So one of the things he said there about prayer is that... um, Pride is a hindrance. It's an obstacle to prayer. So you see, prayer, when you pray, you humble yourself. You humble yourself to go before God. Some people don't think that they need to pray because they are so full of themselves and they feel they are self-sufficient. They feel they can make themselves who they want to be. But when you realize that you cannot make yourself Now, I know it's popular, said out there, self-made whatever, you know, fill in the blanks. Self-made, you know, what they say. Yeah, so they self-made millionaire, self-made billionaire. And I've never seen anybody that made himself, to be honest. Yeah, nobody has made himself. You can't make yourself. In fact, you didn't even wake yourself this morning. As simple as that. You didn't do it. And you think, okay, it's my alarm clock. No, your clock did not wake you up. God woke you up. God woke you up. Because there are people that had alarm clocks and died and didn't wake up. The alarm clock was ringing, but they were, they were gone. So God takes the glory for your breath. So when you refuse to pray, what you are saying to God is that I don't need you. I can take care of myself. So it's pride to be prayerless. (laughs) 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 Sorry, guys. I'm just saying it, you know. Um, Yeah, just forgive me if if it enters the wrong way. But to those watching online, God bless you so much. It's good for you to be part of this. We're excited to be part of what God is doing in our generation. And as you are watching online, I want to encourage you, please don't be distracted. Connect with what what is going on here. Join your faith and let the same anointing in this house manifest where you are. Be focused and God will do the same thing that he does in here, in your home and wherever it is you are watching from. So we're going to start by reading from Luke chapter 18. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus made a statement there. Powerful parable there. He says from verse 1, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Hmm. How many men are here? Okay, there are male men and female men. We are all men. (laughs) Okay, so men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary, and he will not for a while. But after what he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this woman troubles me, I will avenge her, let by her continual coming, she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Somebody says speedily. Yes. He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He didn't say, when he comes, will he find preachers on the earth? He says, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? He didn't say, when he comes, will he find Christians on the earth? No. When he comes, will he find faith on the earth? And why is he linking this to faith? For you to persist in prayer, it's a demonstration of faith. This woman kept going. She went and the judge would not listen to her. And she would not give up. But she kept going. She kept going. She kept going. And so Jesus is commending the woman. He's commending her faith. And he is using her as an example to us. That we must not lose heart. Never get weary of prayer. Never get weary of prayer. Prayer is like breathing. According to Pastor Kofi, he said, prayer is like breathing. You don't get tired of breathing. (laughs) If you try it, (laughs) if you try it, you will end up with your makeup before time. (laughs) And he'll ask you, what are you doing here? So, if you want to thrive in the spirit... If you want to thrive on the earth today, you need to pray. You need to pray. Many people don't pray. One of the reasons why many people don't pray, I found out, is that people have a wrong concept of prayer. Mm -hmm. To many people, prayer is just a shopping list. Okay, so, and and give me, give me, give me for my money, you know, and, and... and and, and that's all they're doing that's what they know about prayer now there's a place for your needs being met but that's not the primary purpose of prayer the primary purpose of prayer is to connect with your heavenly father so prayer is founded on a relationship with the father so our priorities must be right if our priorities are wrong It can affect the answers to our prayers. So relationship, God is very particular about relationship. He's a relational being. Okay, look at even the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all relating. Perfectly. So God prioritizes relationships. So prayer is a relational tool that God has given to us so that we can relate with our Heavenly Father. So on, on the strength of that relationship, you can now make requests. You know, if you just walk up to me and you just say to me, um, Eric, I, I just, please, quickly, just, I just need 10,000 rands. You know, just. Now, on what basis On what basis should I give you 10,000 rands? Come on. Yeah, Why? Why should I? Am I obliged to? Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it's, you can't just make requests like that. But you see, when my wife comes... <laughs> Whatever she says. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It does not matter yeah. the amount. Once she says, I need this. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, relationship. it's, <laughs> it it's relationship. That's the basis Good point. upon which. She can make any request. But somebody just walking out on the street. Say, oh, spare some change. Yeah, I can just give you change. But I can't attend to your need. You see? So, take that to the place of prayer. The foundation is relationship. So, when we ignore the aspect of relationship. We start your prayer begins to get questionable. Your motives become questionable. You see? So when you read our book, Let's Pray, you'll see we deal with this thing in detail. I'm telling you, prayer needs to take the center stage in the body of Christ. But it also needs to be the appropriate kind of prayer. Because I've seen some books around on prayer. Let me give you examples. Everybody that is against my progress fall down and die. (laughs) Pastor Simon, I've seen it. There are books like that. (laughs) Is there anybody that has seen something like that? Come on, just wave your hand. Okay, I see. Some people have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, think that Not all prayer is prayer. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, Not at all prayer is prayer. Yeah. Some prayers are nothing more than. Should I say what's on my mind? Yeah. <laughs> witchcraft. I'm telling you. Pentecostal witchcraft, charismatic witchcraft, chrismatic witchcraft. Charismatic witchcraft. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So why should you pray for somebody to die and you want God to answer that prayer? No, 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 no. Even if that person dies, it's not God that answered it. It's another God. Not the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God doesn't answer such nonsense. No matter how religious you try to quote it and make it, you know, it, it's not prayer. That's right. Something else. Good. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see why sometimes prayers don't get answered. You, 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 you just come. You don't work on relationship. Yes. Yeah. You just want to make demands. Yeah. And you get upset. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That I didn't give you 10,000 rand. Just because you asked. And just because I can afford to. The fact that I can afford to. Does not mean that I'm mandated. To. I'm not obliged. To. You need the relational capital. To make certain requests. Yeah. So take that to prayer. And you see why sometimes our prayers. We struggle with prayer. Let's work on our relationship. And that brings me to the next point. Relationship with your brother and sister matters. Yeah. That's what the scripture says, right? If you take your gift, it says if you take your gift to the altar and you, and you remember that your brother has ought against you, mm. or you have ought against your brother, it says leave it there. Leave, leave it there go and settle it what is god telling you he's prioritizing relationship when it comes to prayer yeah it's prioritizing relationship so many times we don't care about relationship we don't care about walking in love we don't care about forgiveness and we're just going to pray No, 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 no. Prayer is more than just a transaction. Yes. It's more than a transaction. I know Will, we, we are very transactional in our, in our dealings. You know, go to the shop, you give 100 rands and you take what you want and you walk away. You don't have any relationship with the, with the shop or the shop owner. You don't even care to know who the shop owner is. As long as you get what you want, you, you don't need to connect with the shop owner. Some people have that mindset when it comes to prayer. They don't care about the Father. They don't care about Jesus. They don't care about the Holy Spirit. They don't care about the Word of God. They don't care about their brothers and sisters. They just care about their selfish interests. So those things can affect our prayer life. And of course, there are times that God would say, this request, ask for this request, trust me on this. You don't want this. (laughs) Yes? There are times you ask God for things and God says, "Mm, mm, mm. I do this. From his wisdom, he can see ahead. And he knows what that answer will produce in your life. And so he says, red light, like Pastor Kofi says. <laughs> he says. He says, there are some prayers. When you look at prayer, think about the, the, the robots, okay? The traffic lights. There's red, there's amber, there's green. So think about that. Sometimes you pray and God puts a red light. Just, just trust him. Trust God. Trust him. I don't know about you. I trust God with my entire life. I put all my eggs on one, in one basket. I don't have any extra basket. Yeah. I've given my life and that's it. It's all in. Yeah. So think about that. Sometimes when you ask God for something, God, in his wisdom, Because one of the things, let me add this. There's a difference between the will of God and the wisdom of God. Okay? So sometimes certain things can be the will of God. But the wisdom of God can override the will of God. How many people have prayed for someone to be healed and then they died? I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot of that. Prayed for many people and then they went to be with the Lord. Now, is it God's will to heal? Without any doubt. All right? But when you pray that prayer, although it is God's will, God's wisdom, God's wisdom can see. Okay? So, God, in his wisdom, overrides his will. Why? Because his wisdom is out of his love. Out of, there's so many things, out of the greater scheme of things. So, because of that, God will say, I know it's my will, but because of my wisdom out of my wisdom i can see that if this person goes beyond this this is what is going to happen for for the benefit of this person let him go now but you and i don't know we don't know that we are not we don't have access to that so we just like and then we get upset it doesn't work like that. Trust God. Okay? Because trust is important. It's based on relationship. So I trust God with my life. I trust God. When he says no, I trust that it is for my best interest. It's in my best interest. It's like when my t- I tell my children, trust me on this. You don't want this. Ah, but I didn't... No. You're not ready for this. You see? So you have to trust. And so that also comes into play in prayer. In our prayer lives. Hmm? I give you examples in the scripture. Remember the king Hezekiah. Hezekiah, he is... I mean, this was a good king, right? And the prophet comes to him and says, the guy is sick, the, the, the king is sick, the prophet comes to him and says, put your house in order, you're about to die. You're about to die, okay? And Hezekiah goes and he faces the wall and he turns and he's praying to God, God, God. Look at what I've done for you. Look at the kind of relationship I've had with you all along. And Lord, is this how you're going to reward me? You know, he he presented his case to God in a a way that God looked at the relationship that they have. And God said, okay, although (laughs) this this is it, but because of our relationship, I allow you 15 extra years. Relationship is powerful, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. If you get it right in your relationship, so so you will be, I mean, you will experience so much fruit in your prayer life. So, um, first of all, how many people have the privilege that God will come, send a prophet to come and tell you to put your house in order? You're about to die. How many people have that privilege? That to tell you the kind of relationship he had with God. Yeah. I mean, people just die. They always discover that they're dead. You know, they're gone without any notice. So God even takes time to send a prophet to tell him put your house in order. That alone speaks volumes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Prophet Greg, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, but then God gives him 15 extra years. Now, within those 15 years, Manasseh is born. Manasseh is born. By the time this man dies, Manasseh is about 14 years old. And he becomes king at the age of 14. So that should tell you, if he had died, Manasseh would not have been born. Do you get my point? Yeah, if he had died, Manasseh would not have been born because, um, of course not. <laughs> right? But Manasseh turned out to be the most wicked king, the most evil king in Israel. Yeah. Trust the wisdom of God. Trust the wisdom of God. God says, put your house in order. If I'm the one, I'll say, okay. When is it? How long. how long? How can I put it in order? Very well. Yeah. And then he would have left his, a, a good legacy. But Manasseh, the legacy he left, which was as a result of how he convinced God to do his will, cause a lot of pain in Israel go study that I remember my late mom um, she was ill she was ill at the point and she we were praying for her trusting God and she shared an experience with me but she said to me that the Lord Jesus came into um, came to her, stood by the door, and was talking to her. I was commending her for the life she had lived, and he was telling her that everything is going to be fine. She shouldn't worry. So when she told that to me, I, I mean, I intensified prayers because I felt, oh yeah, Jesus said you're going to be fine, so. You must be healed. So I mobilized my siblings and we are praying. Every day bombarding heaven. Bombarding heaven every day. That's we're praying. She, She got a stroke. And fasting. Intensify! (laughs) One morning as I was praying, the Lord spoke to me. He said to me, do you know that you are the one keeping her? I said, what? He said, you are keeping her? I said, oh my God. And I'm like, what, but Say, so it's your prayers, keeping her. So I had to call my siblings, and I said to them, look, this is what the Lord said to me. I think we need to let her go. I said, what do you guys think? I said, well, I mean, if the Lord is saying that, who are we? That's when I knew that prayer is powerful. And we can make things happen when we pray. But if we're not on the lordship, and it's just about self-will, then we are going to have a lot of frustrations. So I have to now turn to my siblings and say, we need to bow to the will of God. Hallelujah. We need to bow to the will of God. So I told my sister, put the phone in her ear. Let me speak to her. She couldn't talk at that time. And I said to her, Mom, you have taught us well. You have shown us the way. You've taught us by precept and by example. If it is time for you to go, I said to her, I release you to go. We're going to be fine. The Lord will take care of us. Oh, my sister said that as I was speaking like that, her eyes lit up. Three days after, she had gone to be with Jesus. So now the question is, was my prayer answered or not? You see? So we need to be careful... Like Pastor Kofi was saying this morning, you know, God answers prayer, but it might not be the answer you want. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So even in pursuing God, you bow to His will, and also you trust His wisdom. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. And your prayer life won't be complicated a simple thing but when you make it just a shopping list okay you come okay uh, these are the things that i need and lord nah you will complicate your life go for the relationship all right and that's why if you read that book we, we emphasize your relationship with the, God, with the father that is the priority Other things are secondary. And prayer will become a delight. If it is about relationship, then it's not burdensome. It's a pleasure to connect with my father. It's a pleasure to know his mind. It's a pleasure to seek his will. It's a pleasure for me to lay down my will and take his. It's a pleasure. And even when I see in the word, the word says this is my, this is my right. If he says in my wisdom, for, I want you to forego that with all pleasure. With all pleasure. I could have insisted on my mom to say, no, Lord, you must raise her up. I could have insisted. But that would have prolonged her pain. Would have prolonged her pain. It would have complicated her life. And I don't know what else could have come. But God, who sees ahead, makes certain decisions. You see, he's omniscient. And that's what makes him God. He's all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. Yes, our time is up. We have to stop and let us pray. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. We're going to pray. I want us to pray. Let's rise up on our feet. And I want you to trust God. There is. There is an impartation happening. There is a faith that is being imparted to you. Your prayer life is being upgraded through this series. And I want you to to connect with what God is doing. And to say, Lord my God. Forgive me for making prayer just a transaction. I want my prayer to be more about relationship with you. I want to connect with you. And grow deep in my relationship with you. Why don't we just talk to the Lord. Just, I want you to surrender to Him. Talk to Him right now. In your own way, however you want to express yourself to him, tell him, Lord my God, prayer has been a chore to you no more from now. If prayer has been burdensome to you, let that change from now. It's a time of intimacy. It's a time of of connecting with your Father. Lord, I pray for every single one. I pray for your people, oh God. I ask that there will be a mighty, mighty move in the hearts of your people, in the lives of your people. Everyone that is struggling in their prayer life. Lord, I command right now, Lord God, a release of the spirit of prayer, the spirit of grace, the spirit of supplication to come upon your people to come upon this house in the name of jesus i declare an upgrade in the prayer lives of your people mighty god lord god where faith has been shaky lord i thank you i pray oh god i pray oh god that you would move in the hearts of your people move in their lives in the name of jesus I come against every spirit of fear, every doubt, every uncertainty, every double-mindedness. Lord God, every unforgiveness, whatever hinders pride, whatever hinders our prayer life, let them be removed right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.